NBA Straya. How are you going? Hey, guys. NBA Straya. I am your host, James Clements. I am the editor of CodeBet. Go check that out. CodeBet.com.au. I'm a writer as well. That's what I do. Been doing that for a while, haven't I? Oh, geez. I'm here in Larry Armour Studios. It's a beautiful Sunday. Just getting this one done, getting out and getting to go see Luke Longley. That's going to be fun. But, uh, Quickly, hanging out to give you the lowdown, all the ins and outs of the NBA preseason. Bit of punch on. Bit of Wembenyama. Love that. Bit of Vic. How good was he? And uh, we'll run through the bottom 15. The Oh They Shit. Oh, mate, they're fucking shit house. Tier of teams. Love it. I'll do some really quick here. Now, as an unpopular opinion of the day, an Outback Takehouse. And that's it, because i got to get on a train and get into the city. So, right. With no further ado, mate, let's get in there. Let's start her off. I'm excited. I'm pumped. God, it's good to be back. Right, let's get into it. NBA Australia episode 847. Let's go. This is Joe Ingalls, and you're listening to NBA Australia. Watch out for the shark attack. Ah, you better. You just better watch out for the fucking Draymond attack if you're Jordan Poole. How's that? You know, the old adage, you talk shit, get hit. That's fine. But your teammate? Come on, Draymond. Gee, yes. I'll tell you what, that was a bit on the fucking nose, wasn't it? Anyway, let's quickly start today's show the way we start every show here at NBA Show with a daily whip around when Bayama Vic. How good is Victor Wimbanyama? Well, that's what everybody's talking about, you see. Wimbanyama uh, came out, the old Frenchie, hanging out, just showing off the fact that he's a seven-foot-four, just fucking freak. He's freak. Just losing their minds, everybody was, just watching him play. And I'll tell you what, so was I. Don't let it be forgotten, though, that Scoot Henderson looks pretty bloody good. But at the same time, you're going, to, you're going to hear this about 87 million times over the next season. Oh, don't forget Scoot Henderson. He's really good. At, yeah, but he's not Victor Wembanyama, is he? No, but he's also a guy I don't care. I don't care how good he is. Vic is fucking awesome. Just look at him go. This, in my brain, like as I was watching uh, the Vic highlights... Having watched the bloody Adelaide 36ers beat the Suns. How good was that last week? Uh, enjoyed that a bit. You love to see it happen to a shit team like the Suns as well, don't you? Oh, we made the finals. We're fucking top shit. Chris Paul, what a legend. Bang. You got rolled by Luca in the semis last year. Now you're getting beaten by the fucking 36ers. What a world. I love it. Anyway. Uh, but these preseason games, usually there's fuck all hype around preseason games because usually they stink. They stink. They just like the Lakers. The Lakers stink. But also, I'll tell you what, the Wambanyama, whoever booked that tour is a fucking genius. Get him out to Vegas, play him against the uh, G League Ignite. Scoot, looking pretty good. But my favorite thing about watching Wemby is just like, obviously the kid's fucking incredible. You watch him, he's a seven foot four freak of nature. Just out there, so tall, so smooth. Doesn't quite have that just fucking Gumby aspect to him as much. He's got, like, the Gumby aspect to him because he's young. But his athleticism, you look at him and go, fuck, 
When he's 24, he's going to be a problem. <laughs> Carl Anthony Towns is the same. Embiid was the same. Like the big dudes at the moment, they all look like Spindles Ingram. And then by the time they get to 24, 25, they're fucking joined. It's a brick shit out. Tell you that much. Anyway, uh, my favorite thing is like, yeah, cool. The shooting the offense is great. Dude, bro, it's a seven foot four bloke who can bang in throws without giving a fuck. Yeah, so could Manute. Oh! Love Manute. But at the same time, just the defense. And he, my thing, as soon as I saw him sort of defensively, you're like, oh, shit. Yeah, once he gets a bit of strength to go with that length, or as Mark Jackson would say, length. Length? Yeah. It doesn't finish with an F mark. Uh, the My stupid lizard brain was like, ah, oh, finally, somebody perfected the mix. I thought it was going to be the East Germans. <laughs> They don't exist anymore, Jimmy. What are you talking about? Uh, the package. You thought it was going to be maybe be Yao, but he was still just a bit too big. Fucked his feet, you know. The Chinese put together a Yao in a uh, lab. Just like that. COVID! Anyway. Uh, but Vic is out there. Just that sheer length and that fluidity. That's what it is, isn't it? It's the fluidity. The way he moves around the floor using that eight-foot fucking wingspan He's a pterodactyl who can play basketball. What are we doing? Anyway, um, but putting together that sort of uh, complete package vibe with that fluidity, with that athleticism, is going to be a problem around the hoop, away from the hoop, on offense and defense. Did you see where he's just like, oh, he can be in defensive stance and reach past you and just hit the ball without really moving his feet because he's so fucking long. It's chaos. Anyway, uh, so I'm excited about Wembenyama. I think everybody's obviously excited about Wembenyama. Old Wembe! And we are going to see some fucking tanking. Oh, yeah, this is a wild season where he and Scoot are just sort of never too far from everyone's minds. Um, which, is, look, those are good and bad seasons. I love seasons like that where you've got something sort of, um, you know, that actually that tanking is worth it. You're like, hooray! And uh, Scoot is a pretty bloody good consolation. Oh, you know he's just as good. No, he's not. He's very good, but he's not as good. Anyway, so that's going to be fun. Um, so I'm excited. It also does, you know, you know me, I'm a, I'm a basketball purist. <laughs> no, I just hate a lot of other, the extraneous bullshit. I love a, a lot of it. But I also think that we sometimes fucking lose the forest for the trees or lose the trees for the forest, as it were, uh, where you're actually watching NBA games and everyone is just fucking prattering on about like other shit that's going to happen in six months time. Meanwhile, we're watching like peak fucking athletes day in, day out. It's like, yeah, NBA rules. Like we're going to focus on that sometimes, not just fucking what Vic's going to do next year. He'll be really fucking good in like four years time. Until then, you know... We've also got to focus on what Giannis is going to do this year and Luca. Anyway, speaking of actual NBA players, Draymond just fucking go, gave you a one-two Costa Zoo and punched the soul out of Jordan Poole. What a shithead punch that was too, wasn't it? Gave him the old, uh, Jordan Poole gave him the old shovel. Get the fuck out of my face. And Draymond just, bite. Whew. Got him clean too. I don't know much. Uh, anyway. Draymond then came out and said, number one, I was wrong for my actions that took place on Wednesday. No shit! For that, I have apologized to my team. I have apologized to Jordan. He sat there for like, what was it, 40 fucking minutes? Basically just having a 
yeah, it was bad. Yeah, it was real bad. No, oh, it was real bad. Oh, I fucked you up. <laughs> You're like, yep. I wanted to take that a step further with the event yesterday with the video leaking. There's huge embarrassment that comes with that. Not only for myself. Now, that's where my problem is with this. This fucking apology didn't come out before the video, did it? No, it didn't, bro. The video came out. Draymond scrambled. The Warriors scramble went, ah, oh, we're in trouble. This is out of the NFL's playbook of, oh, fuck this video. Oh, God. Here we go. Uh, now we really have to apologize. <laughs> it's like, no, you should have been fucking apologizing here. Anyway, he did go into that, which is good. Like, the embarrassment that Jordan has to deal with and that his this team has to deal with and this organization has to deal with. Also, Jordan's family. His family saw that video. His mother, his father saw that video. Quite frankly, if my mom saw that video, I know how she would feel. Yeah. It's because you're a fuckstick, Draymond. Because <laughs> you punched the dude. Your fucking teammate. The day that took place, I was in a very, very bad space mentally. As a leader of this team, I needed to have a better feel for myself and just know and understand where my wick's end was and what could possibly push me the wrong way. Frankly, I didn't handle that well and I failed as a leader. I failed as a man and I failed as a leader. Yes, you did. And you really fucking failed by coming out and doing this after the video came out, you shitbag. Uh... He also said, you know, he's going to be away from the team. I'm going to work on myself. I'm going to work on myself. Like Brandon Simmons. Uh, I like to keep my emotions to myself. But what I do want to change and what I do want to work on is how they end up coming out. And so I don't fucking punch another dude right in the fucking head. <laughs> he didn't say that last part, but that's what he's basically saying. Look, Draymond and the punch. And look, it's a... Vibe to me that screams uh, entitled and a bit um, pissy, you know? That's what it was, right? It was Draymond who has spent the last couple of years playing like shit and getting burbs left, right, and center about it. Jordan Poole said some shit. And Draymond's trying to throw his fucking dong on the table and go, No, I'm a big boy too! Bang! And hits him. Like, I've got a three and a half year old. Uh, even he can control his emotions to a degree that is better than that, right? Like, this is the dumb shit that you see drunk fucking 19 year olds doing on the street. And you're like, ugh, grow up. <laughs> you know? Draymond, you're a fuck knuckle. Suspend away, Golden State. All right, um, I'll do some more on that next week. But look, I just think he should be suspended for as long as Golden State think. I think they're cowards for not coming out and uh, explaining this more prior. I understand they don't want to actually uh, bring out the actual video themselves, but I'll get to that later. Bit of a shithead move regardless. All right, let's do some uh, shithead basketball team tiers and not the actual shithead basketball player tiers where Draymond stands alone. I do wonder how this is going to, uh, you know, it won't affect his media uh, career and shit. Everyone's going to love his podcast. Everyone's going to love that he's on TNT already. It's just always one of those sort of shitbag moments, though. Where you're like, oh, yeah, cool. You're going to do that to one of your teammates, huh? Yeah, cool. Cool. You're going to do it to someone smaller than you, are you, Draymond? Yeah. Yeah, tough guy. So you do that to Chuck or Shaq. Anyway. 
Uh, right, we'll take a quick break. We'll be back with the bottom 15 teams in the NBA this season. Right after this. This is Cam Glidden. This is Anthony Drimmick. This is Mitch McCarran. This is Jason Kiddie. This is Daryl McDonald. Hey, guys, this is Hugh Greenwood. Yo, what's going on? This is Elliot. This is Mark Worthington, or commonly known as Wertho, and you're listening to NBA Australia. You're listening to NBA Australia. And you're listening to NBA Australia. And you're listening to NBA Australia. you're listening to NBA Australia. And you're listening to NBA Australia. And you're listening to NBA Australia. And you're listening to NBA Australia. It's the 2022-2023 Shitbird Teams tier. 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 That's right, the Shitbird Teams. Let's do it. I promise this last week we're going to rank all 30 teams. Um, it's a thing that I love doing each year. It's also one of these things where you go, oh, shit, I don't look at the over-unders before I do all this. And... Uh, it's one of those things where you go, ah, oh, thought I was smart. And then you realize that all the over-unders are pretty much agreeing with you. And you're like, oh, okay, well, I'm glad that this is my job. Because <laughs> it seems like I know what I'm doing then, I guess. Anyway, so the bottom 15 this year, the shitbird tier, is fascinating to me. Because I think by the time I get to 15, there's like two or three that I'm kind of a little bit leery of. Uh where they're not shitbirds, they're sort of just like good teams where there will be injury luck that has like heaps to do whether or not they're making the playoffs, whether or not they are. Because remember, 20 teams now make the playoffs. So five of these teams will still make the playoffs, even if they're in the, well, in, at least in the plane. And uh, the other 10 will be very, very firmly in the Wembenyana sweepstakes. And before I sort of get into it, it's like, talk about injury-related stuff. They're in the bottom 10, bottom 15. It literally sort of comes down to if these teams have one injury, they're fucked. Mate, they're fucked. And there's a couple of names on there that um, I've been sort of leery of all preseason. So let's get into it. Obviously, Utah, I think they're going to be the worst team this year. I've got them at 16 wins, 66 losses, uh, dropping from 49 last year. That's a big drop-off. I'll do the mature year. And... uh, this is because by the time the season rolls around, I do not expect uh, the likes of, you know, Mike Conley. And, uh, well, Bojan's already gone. And Jordan, Jeremy Clarkson, etc. We know that they're going to be around and we know that they've got a little bit of value to other teams. They don't have any value to the Utah Yaz. Uh, you've got Okchai Baji that you want to play. You've got Beasley that you want to ship off. Conley, Clarkson. Maybe even Larry, that's a girl's name, Markin. Unless you realize that playing Larry, that's a girl's name, Markin, is a better way to tank than getting rid of Larry, that's a girl's name, Markin. But to be honest, I just want the front court pairing of Kelly Uliki, the hoser, and Larry Markin to play as much as possible because that is probably one of the very best ways to tank in today's NBA. Tell you what. The Yaz have constructed themselves a uh, very, very, shall we say, Utah-ish team. Jimmy, does that mean there's a lot of white guys? Yes. Yes, it does. (laughs) Just saying. Boo! Anyway. Um, But Conley will be gone. Clarkson probably be gone. Beasley will probably be gone. You hand the keys over to Colin the Sex Man Sexton, uh, recovering from his knee injury last year. 
Off you go. Tanking away. They are not going to win many games. The Spurs, same vibes. Exact same vibes. They trade away Drunte Murray. The rem- and they let, you know, the likes of Lonnie Walker just bounce. Uh, their actual sort of roster at the moment, you sort of go, oh, look, solid. And then you go, wait, no, solid is Keldon Johnson and not much else. Like, Josh Richardson is like one of those perfect sort of cool. He is more an asset than an actual player. We'll, we'll flog him off. Devin Vassell, we're trying to figure out if he's any good. Dougie McD, Dougie McBuckets, another good asset that another team can come knocking for. You're basically sitting there going, right, we need to uh, develop Jeremy Sochan, Jakob Pertl, and Calden Johnson, and away we go. You know? And you've let our man Jock Rock'em, Sock'em, Block'em, Jock'em, Landau, Big Cock, Jock, he's gone. You try to leave him to Atlanta. He's now in Phoenix. So, seriously, this is what you get. If you abandon all your Aussies, Spurs, guess what? You're going to be shit. Uh, so I've got them at 18 wins um, behind Utah at 16. 20 wins. I have the Indiana Pacers, 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 Pacers. Talk about another fire sale team. They've still got Buddy Hill. They've still got Miles Turner. They'll sit Tyrese Halliburton at some point this year. Uh, and they need to do this sort of shit quickly because, you know, Jalen Smith, you want to play him. He's your big power forward. O'Shea Brissett. This team stunk last year. If you just sort of shuffle on Heald and Turner, maybe to the Lakers, if you want to do that. You play Goga. You play O'Shea Brissett. You let Terry Halliburton sort of teach them all the shit that they need to know. You've got Benny Matherin, who I kind of love, and just play him a shit ton. And you will get to, as I predicted, 20 wins. And uh, top three spot in the lottery. This is the tricky ones, right? So they were just at the top of the order, right, this past draft because they were some of the worst teams in the NBA. OKC, Orlando, Detroit, Houston. I have them all between 24, 26, and 28 wins. OKC at 24, Orlando at 26, Detroit at 26, and Houston at 28. My thinking with this is OKC have got Gids. They've got Shy Redigildas and Alexander. OKC were good at times last year for stretches, and then they sat everybody and decided to tank. I've got to talk about like teams that only, you know, if one injury hits to either Giddy or to Shy, by the bottom falls out of them. And you know that Sam Presti is not averse to tanking. He's like, fuck yeah, man. Tank it up. Let's go. And uh, so I think I've erred on the sort of conservative side on the uh, win total with them at 24. I did have them in that sort of 28 range along with Houston. Uh, but I think. Houston just have that little bit much, well, a little bit more depth at least, where, you know, they can sort of just rely on the Jalen Greens of the world and um, just to sort of keep them rolling. Whereas OKC, it's like as soon as like Gids, you saw it last year, right? Like if Gids and Shea are out, then it's just like pack her up, boys. Uh, we don't have a chance. Because like for all the Dorts in the world and the Darius Baisleys, Trey Manns, the Pokus, the Usman Dangs, the Jalen Williams, the Darius Baisleys. So that's cool. The thing is, it's not going to be very good. So if you're going to see a strategic tank from a team that's like, oh, we're pretty good, we've seen enough, fucking pack her up, off we go. It'll be okay. So they're at 24. And then at 26, we've got both Detroit and Orlando. And a lot of that's just simply to do because the East is very tough this year. I think both these teams will be substantially better, right? They will be. They have to be. They've just added a bit of top-end talent. Yeah, kind of love it. Um, I think Detroit are the sort of team that you want to keep a little bit of an eye on as well because if there's a team that sort of comes out of nowhere and just goes, 
Yeah, look, we're pretty handy. We're pretty good. We've shown something, and then they pack it up as well. In the East, it really feels like Detroit, right? Because you've got Kay Cunningham, you've got Jaden Ivey in place, you've got Big Deke Bay, you trade for Bojan. It's like, oh, shit, now I've got some shooting, bro. You've got Big Beef Stew. But they've made their trade. They've sort of become a dumping ground for stuff. There's a lot of talent on this Detroit team. But you kind of just want to go, if we have Victor Wembanyama on this team, though, it's fucking over. We'd have Kate Cunningham, Jaden Ivey. Yes, mate. Yes, let's go. It's the perfect sort of mix. Um, so I think that puts a bit of a ceiling on their win total. I mean, they won 23 last year. I'm literally telling, you know, saying that they'll win three more. So again, I think this is the sort of Sinem sort of team. And Orlando, similar vibes as well, right? Orlando, I want them to win more. But with Jalen Suggs hurting his leg the other day, Franz Wagner, hello. But to go with Paolo Banquero, Wendell Carter Jr., Fultz, uh, Ice Cole, Anthony, Gary, Harris, etc. There's still just a lot of talent on that Orlando team. So they're going to fight and scrap their way to like a stupid amount of wins. It'll be 26, and they should win more. But with how tough that East is going to be, it wouldn't be... Like, this is the one that I hated the most because I feel like Orlando would be the dumb team that sort of takes advantage of the teams like Charlotte, the Wizards, Chicago, other shitty teams that tank down the stretch. And Orlando, like, winning games out of nowhere, just, like, playing themselves out of the Scoot and Wemby stakes in very classic Orlando fashion. But everyone would be like, well, but Paolo's really good. And it's like, yep, that's all well and good, but uh, is he good as Wemby? Just saying, just saying. But either way, that's where I've got uh, Orlando and Detroit and then Houston at 28. Uh, with KPJ, Jalen Green, obviously Eric Gordon, but Jabari Smith Jr., I just feel like he's going to be a fucking boost. The tricky part is, yeah, it's just going to be hard to sort of get past that sort of 26, 28 win range for these teams because they're young, they're hungry. They're just not that deep with actual talent though. So that's why they sort of still sit in that shitty range. Then you've got the next ones where it's Charlotte, Portland, and uh, Washington. 30, 32, and 36. I've got Charlotte at 30 wins. Because I don't know if you know this, but, you know, Miles Bridges got a bit of strife in the offseason. You know, beating... A uh, bit of, you know, what is it? Uh, what do they call it? It's fucking domestic violence, yeah. It's like, dude, yeah, just don't be a fucking dickhead. And he can't do that. So pack her up. See you, Miles. Uh, we've got Lamello. We've got Gordy Hayward. <laughs> There's just, like, James Booknight, fine. Kelly Oubre, fine. PJ Hamilton, Washington, fine. They they drafted Mark Williams in the... Uh, in the actual uh, draft, that's cool. You got Kai Jones, you got JT Thor. This team is just a bit of a mess. And if Lamelo is missing any time, like this is where the tank for Wemby comes in. So that's why I've like depressed their total at thirty. I just think the East is going to be that tough this year that a team like Charlotte, where you've got Terry Rose, you've got Gordy Hayward, you've got Lamelo, you've got professional good basketball players. But if you can't do it two ways, and that's why they brought back Steve Clifford, the coach, right? Oh, we've got to teach him defense. Should we just hire the guy that we end up fucking hating like a couple of years ago and fight him? Oh, yeah. Good job, MJ. Uh, but 30-52 is where I've landed with Charlotte. I think, yeah, Lamello is the sort of like, hey, uh, Lamello, is your calf sore? No. Yes, it is. Sit down for the second half of this season. And away we go. Portland, uh, 32. I hated this one, but this is the sort of team where you go, yeah, if Dame's out for a little bit of time as well, guess what happens? Same as last year. But we've got Jeremy, Jeremiah again. Yeah, you've got a better team this year. I just don't like them in this West. 
If they're healthy, they'll put up a fight, but they just won't be very good. And same goes for Washington, who feel like Portland East, right? You've got Brad Beal. You've got a bunch of young dudes. We just don't know if they're any good. You've thrown the extreme Zinger meal as well, which is going to be fun. I just want to see him healthy. The extreme Zinger meal. But otherwise, ugh, 36, just with how tough the East is going to be, that's where I sort of feel like they sit. Because the next team, Sacramento and Chicago, they're it's the John Salmons Bowl. John Salmons knows best. Uh, they feel like the same sort of team, right? Like Sacramento, if they can get to 40, feels like a massive win for them. But guess what? At this rate, they'd still miss out on the fucking playoffs, bro. And Chicago, I mean, they didn't beat anyone good last year. I feel like there's less teams for them to beat up on in the East this year as well uh, with the improvements of the Cavs and uh, Brooklyn being at least at some sort of half-decent strength, etc. And Atlanta getting better, like Miami, the Knicks maybe. Look, it's just a bit tricky for Chicago. And Sacramento, same vibe, where they're both really, really solid. And night in, night out, they'll be good regular season teams. They just sort of lack that over-the-top sort of vibe to get them to that sort of next level. And the thing could be said about the next two as well, the Lakers and the Knicks at 42 wins each. The Lakers, this is just a sort of middle hedge. This is me going, if LeBron and AD are healthy all year, they get to 42, probably more. But what are the fucking chances of LeBron and AD being healthy the entire time? If they're not, we're probably sitting at about, well, they won 33 last year. We probably get to like... Anywhere between 38 and 43. So I've landed with 42. Knicks, I think they'll be a bit better with Jalen Brunson. But at the same time, well, they won 37 games last year. Julius Randle comes back. They've got RJ. I just don't know if Tibbs is going to be able to get this team to the next level. You know? I love Tibbs. I think the uh, Tibbs effect is real. But I also think the Tibbs effect means that they end up hating him pretty fucking quickly. And then the last two of the bottom 15 that I've got, uh, another two teams at 46. So you may have noticed we've got two teams at 40, two teams at 42, then a bit of a jump from 42 to 46. Because when you're doing this like wins, wins, losses, what we've actually sort of fucked up here is that there should be an amount of uh, (laughs) wins that are aptly spread out. But there will be some 43, 44-win teams, no doubt. But this is just like the weird built-in injury luck vibe. Like if Miami lose either Bam or Jimmy Butler for an extended period of time, like they slip down to that 40, 42, 43 sort of thing. I've got them at 46. They won 53 last year. I just think the rest of the East got that much better this year that they sort of sit at 46. And Atlanta... They won 43 last year. They bring in DeJunte Murray. I think it takes them a while to figure out how that fits. And then away they go. But you can sort of see, right? Like, with each of these bottom 15 teams, if they literally lose one dude, it's like mattresses. Like, we're fucked. So you go Atlanta. If they lose DeJunte or Trey, even DeAndre, they're in trouble. Miami, if they lose Butts or Bam or Hero, like, you want to trust that system, but it's going to depress their win total. The Knicks, if they lose sort of any half-decent cog of that team, like Randall or uh, Fournier, Jimmy, no, uh, <laughs> Bronson or RJ, they're cooked. The Lakers, LeBron or AD, Chicago, if they lose, like, they've already lost Lonzo, and that's why their win total's already depressed in my mind. I'm like, yeah, without Lonzo all season, they could be a bit fucked. But we saw last year, without Lonzo and Caruso, their defense falls off a fucking cliff. And they stink and can't beat anybody good. So they could be one of the ones where you see Chicago, it gets off to a slow start. They just pull the fucking pin completely. 
and maybe keep Levine, sit him, trade Vooch, reboot, and away they go. Sacramento, look, if they don't have Fox or the Suvlaki King, Demata Sabonis, I'll have the combo meet, thanks, Demartis. Uh Yeah, they're fucked. Like Harrison Barnes, fine. But yeah, without Fox or the Suvlaki King, it all falls apart. The Wizards, Beal or Zinger goes out, Extreme Zinger Meal. Extreme Zinger Meal. They just, they become very, very 36 winish, you know? And they could drop easily down to that 28 tier or below. Like, these are the sorts of teams where if they have that one injury in about December and they go, oh, shit, he's out how long? Eight weeks? 12 weeks? Fuck, sit everybody. We're tanking now. We're winning 19 games, you know? Uh, Portland, Charlotte, same thing. Lamelo, obviously. Gordy Hayward. Look, when he was out of the lineup last year, they just stunk. When they were at full strength, they were half decent, but they were without any Miles Bridges at the moment, without Gordy. Well, if Gordy's not there, it's just it's pushing shit uphill. Portland, same sort of vibe. If they don't have Dame, it's over. The rest of the pieces around that could be... like They're probably the highest ceiling, I think, but the West is so tough, it's so hard to see them winning more than like 42. So they go from 32. I reckon I landed there because I'm like, they could win 22, 42. Let's put them at 32. <laughs> Good middling. Houston, Detroit, Orlando, OKC. Look, they're all just young and a bit shit anyway, right? Indy Spurs, Utah, they're the tankers in. So that's why they're the bottom shit 15. The top 15, like Atlanta, like that's actually 16 teams, I think, but I wanted to sit Atlanta in that one and leave like the top 14 uh, for next week because those should be, you think about this, the 14 that sort of get through. Uh, you've got 12 that make the playoffs and then you'll have two usually sort of stand out. And we've seen like the 8, 9, 10 seeds sort of be a little bit more clumped around. So that's where we land. Um, wouldn't surprise me if some of those jump up or some of those even bottom out, but I kind of feel good about the top 14. Because they've just got a little bit more inbuilt resilience. Whereas the bottom 16, just kind of, yeah, if something, one thing goes a bit awry, they're fucked. The Lakers could change that if they, uh, you know, manage to get off the uh, rusty Westbrook contract. But otherwise, don't like their chances. All right, quick break. Back with some Yenars right after this one. This is Mick K, and you're listening to NBA Australia. All right. Let's do some quick year nars and get the fuck out of here because we're going to go see Luke Longley. Um, some real quick year nars brought to you by, why not? Just I'll uh, plug the gig, go read our stuff. Codebet.com.au. If you're uh, into, you know, finding out what, you know, odds and data and stuff like that, you're after some analysis on uh, sport. That's what we do. Also a bit of sports betting. So, uh, yeah, nars, really quickly. Is Wemby going to be worth it? Yeah, nah, yes. Look at him. Freakish. A lot of people are like, oh, he's the best prospect since LeBron. It's like, all right, he might be might be better than LeBron. You look at that complete package, defensively, offensively, he can shoot the shit out of it. Everyone's going to be like, oh, health is the big thing. It's like, yeah, no shit, health is the big thing for literally everybody. But I guess the uh, edge is there if you're seven foot four. Health is always going to be a big thing, but... My thing is, like, you look at his, like, defensive prowess, and it's, like, Rudy Gobert-esque. And you look at his offensive game, you're like, holy shit. It's like if Hakeem Olajuwon had a fucking (laughs) three-pointer. So, yeah, he's a pretty fucking good prospect. I'd tank the fuck out of it. But also, is this a great, great showing of uh, why flattening the odds 
for the tanking teams works, Jimmy. Yeah, nah, yeah. So my thing has always sort of been like, fuck it. If you miss out on the playoffs, we've got really big flat odds, whether it be like all across the uh, 14 teams not in the playoffs or maybe the bottom eight, the bottom 12. And people are going to be like, oh, see, this is why we don't do that because people would tank out of the playoffs to try to get this one. It's like, yeah, maybe. But how often does this fucking happen <laughs> for someone as good as Wemby? I've literally just said, what is it? Zion, AD, LeBron. Before that, I mean, what, Shaq? <laughs> Jesus. Like, these prospects don't come along very often. Uh, he will be worth it. Uh, will we see more shit teams than you think this year? Yeah, nah. Yeah. Because I think, as I said, like, injury luck just sucks, obviously. And there will be, like, one or two teams that, out of nowhere, where they just... In the 16 that I listed off today, there'll be like one or two teams where they lose one or two pieces at some point and it just completely fucks them and they just completely plummet. Um, so you'll sort of see a team like the Knicks or Chicago or somebody, uh, as long as they own their own picks, Lakers, um, just go in the tank as hard as they possibly can. So my pick is kind of Charlotte. I think, I don't know, just got worrying vibes about that one. Last one, a guy, a will, blah, 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 blah. there you go. Use your words, Jimmy. Will Golden State suspend Draymond Green? Yeah, nah, yeah, they bloody well should. Punch the shit out of his fucking teammate. What do you expect him to do? Go, nah, it's pretty cool, Draymond. You're a cool guy. Anyway, uh, what about the unpopular opinion of the day? Now look at me, please. Look at me, look at me, look at me. Um, like... If you've listened to this show on the reg, you kind of understand that I think Draymond's a bit of a fuckstick. And I think there's like a lot of people are like, oh, but you know, you got to be close to the line to play like he does. I don't know. You can play pretty fucking hard and not be a complete cockhead, you know? Isn't that how it goes? It just smacks of me, like to me, of like a dude who's like, ah, Jordan Poole's talking shit because he's going to make more money than me in my career. Like, on this one next contract, fuck him. I'm going to show him who's the boss. It's like, Draymond, you don't have to do that. What are you doing? Anyway, uh, really quick Outback Takehouse as well, and then we'll get out of here and get off to uh, Luke Longley. Let's do it. It's Monday. The Outback, and you know what that means? Yep, me and the squid were out in the backyard this morning as the sun came up just to hear that... Bang! And so that's why it's on the recipe today. That's right. Kookaburra wings. Only. At Outback, they're bloody fresh and delicious. That's right. And it goes great with today's flame grill take, which is the Golden State Warriors 100% fucking leaked that video themselves. Because A, they're fucking sick of Draymond shit. B, they're going to drive down Draymond's asking price on a contract this offseason. Or C, it gives them a chance to fucking trade him and save on like 70 million bucks in luxury tax. Or D, maybe they bought into his podcast and they know it's going to do fucking numbers. Either way, I'll tell you what. The Warriors aren't that sad that it leaked. Only at Outback. Uh, I'll tell you what, I did think like straight away, I'm like, there's got to be video. Boom, video comes out. You're like, yep. And it's like, oh, we're pretty upset that it leaked. I'm like, oh, yeah, sure. Sure you're upset. This is a great way to slap Draymond across the uh, nose and go, sit. Sit. Oi. Pull your fucking head in. That sort of vibe. Um, 
But also, it's one of those things, like, as I said at the very top, it's like, we're fucking dumb, right? Until a video comes out, it's like, God, jeez, that is bad. It's like, what did you think happened? It's like, oh, it was a physical alteration. It's like, all right, that's what we got told. And it's like, oh, we heard that he punched him. It's like, fucking hell, all right. That's not great. And then you see the punch, you're like, Jesus. Fucking Barry Hall vibes. Yeah, not great. All right. Um, just a quick one as well. Uh, with the, We'll do another show at the end of uh, this week. I think we'll keep it weekly in the lead up just because I'm very fucking busy. Uh, but in terms of some over-unders that I want to hit on, uh, Utah's over-under at the moment is still 24.5. I love that. Indies is 23.5. I love the under on that as well. And for some reason, I think Charlotte is 35.5. Oh, I don't think they have a fucking chance of sniffing that. Just saying. Uh, and the other one that I do like is that Sacramento's over-under is 33.5. I like the over on that a lot. The Lakers, 44 and a half. I think even fully healthy, I think they go under. So there's five really quick ones. Uh, we'll go through all the good over-unders. We'll actually go through all the over-unders once we're done with the uh, the tiers and we go back through the uh, top 14 teams next week. Uh, love some over-unders, you know that. And so we'll get into it. But there you go. There's four ones right now. And uh, we'll pack her up now. Go see Luke Longley. So no skid at the end of today. But it's all good. Oh, maybe we'll do a quick deli review. Fuck it. Yeah. He's watched Rings of Power. <laughs> Why the fuck not? All right. So, in the meantime, remember, we're still doing NFL Australia each and every week. Myself and Gaz, that's a great fucking laugh. Uh, the Squid squid number two is doing really well. Uh, thanks for everybody who reached out like uh, with the comeback show last week and going, fucking Jimmy, yeah, that's sick, number two. It's like, yeah, it's pretty great. We had a couple of rough fucking nights this week, but... Uh, I don't know, it's like one of those things where you go, oh shit, he slept for like a four or five hour period last night. And it's like, yeah, I feel a million bucks all of a sudden. Because I got like one actual fucking sleep cycle. But anyway, I shouldn't be whinging, it's fucking old mate who's doing all the work. I'm just a fucking idiot. (laughs) She's immense. Anyway, but yeah, squid number two, good times, enjoying it. But uh, yeah, NFL Australia, me and Gaz, a couple of B-Rows talking about all the NFL you can read all my NFL gear and NBA gear as of, uh, I think, the end of next week over on codebet.com. There's a shit ton of stuff going up. Uh, check that out. NBAstraight.com slash shop. Get your merch. Get your merch. Go on, help a brother out. And uh, check us a rating review on your podcast app. Go on. Uh, that's it. Big thanks to From Oslo for the intro and outro song. They rule. Go check out Joshua De Laurentiis, Fascinated, Goldmines, Ramshackle Army, Iowa Sex Shadow, Green, 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 and Dozers for all the tunes you hear throughout the show. Smash them all on Bandcamp, Drip Down Earth, Facey. Apple Music, Spotify. Remember, NBA Australia supports Australian bands. We'll finish up with a really, really, really quick daily review, and we will catch you later this week, you dickheads. This is NBA Australia saying, look after yourselves, would you? And Draymond's a dickhead! Late Ozen. Oi, 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 how the fuck are you? It's your old mate Delio over here, just swinging board, just hanging out in Sacramento. Tell you what, fucking pre-season's a bit full on, eh? Just like, you know, hanging out, doing lots of shit, doing lots of drills, like trying to kick these dickheads into fucking gear and stuff, and they're just like, fucking Delio, we don't know what we're doing, man. I'm like, yeah, I fucking played on a championship team, you dickheads. Like, fucking, let's get right stuck into this, eh? And they're just like, oh, man, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm like, Keegan, fucking Keegan Murray, what are you doing over there, you fucking drongo? He's like, oh, I'm playing defense. I'm like, nah, you're in the wrong... Anyway, so I'm doing lots of yelling. My voice is a bit fucky, but it's all good. 
fucking just love being back in the NBA. Eh? Uh, but real quick, pop couch review for you this week. I had to watch a whole bunch of that fucking new, like, what are they called? The Hobbits and shit. Um, fucking, oh, like Lord of the Rings. Rings of Power. That's it. The fucking new one and shit. I'm like, fuck, oh, what's all this? And the missus, oh, she's like, nah, Dally, we've got to watch it. It's got fucking elves and shit in. I'm like, all right. I'm watching, I'm like, oh, there's fucking dwarves. I love those pricks. Look at them fucking, oh, look at them I'm fucking drinking oops and shit. I'm like, yeah. I'm basically like a fucking tall dwarf, you know? Living underground, banging a hammer, drinking shit tons of piss. Fucking awesome, man. And to be honest, all my mates back home in Maribel look exactly the fucking same as those dwarves. So, yeah, sick ass. Anyway, watched all the episodes of shit. I'm like, I have no fucking clue who any of these people are. They keep saying weird names and shit. I don't know where anyone is. I'm like, where's fucking Sauron and Gandalf and shit? Where's fucking Strider? I don't know, man. Anyway, Miso loved it. Elves are sick. Pretty cool. Good story, but it looks fucking beautiful too. Anyway, so, yeah, look, I'll give it like 13 out of 10 daily ones. Had a good time. Drags a fucking bit though, doesn't it? Anyway. All right, so there you go. Go check it out if you haven't already. Uh, that's it for this week. Checking in with you again next week. Later, fuckers. Daily out.